If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Morning and welcome to the Liberty Never Sleeps Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Purcell. You can follow the show at our website, LibertyNeverSleeps.com, where you can find links to us on all the social media sites, including Gab and Parlor. The show is available to subscribe to also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. Remember, for only a $2 donation, you get access to all five audio shows every week. If you'd like to see some ad-free content and video of the show, you can also click on the Patreon.com link on our website. Good morning. So the saga of Will Smith and Chris Rock continues today. Everyone was talking about it all day long. That's all they can talk about. Jim Carrey's out there talking about, oh, he abhors violence and not after making a movie like Kick-Ass. But he did disavow himself for that movie. From what I understand, Chris Rock has now issued an apology for the joke. Uh, about Jada Smith's alopecia and G.I. Jane. I don't need to repeat it here. At the time I recorded it last night, he had not done that yet, and he's now come out and said so. But can we stop with the sobbing about it? Why? I was watching on CNN. I caught a clip of Carrie doing an interview. I, I don't know who it was over on CNN. One of the uh, Was it Today Show, I think? And he was explaining how terrible it was. And I'd sue him for 200 k Yeah, I figured you would. You'd be the kind of man that would do that. Instead of just doing it and handling it the way I think Chris Rock and Will Smith handled it. They apologized to each other and everybody's going to forget about it. But the look on, on the, the interviewer's face her, was like horrified that, that we're talking about it again. Like It was like somebody blew up the Capitol the way they were sobbing and carrying on about what is essentially a punch in the face. I mean, really, 
it, it was no big deal. Nobody was significantly hurt. It was more about embarrassment. And I think Will Smith was embarrassed by it, but Chris Rock was shocked by it. So can we stop? Can we just let it go? Can we stop making such a big deal about it? The Academy is going to investigate and discuss whether he'll be eligible for Oscars next year. I really... There seems to be this pervasive culture in America that violence is such a shocking thing or such a terrible thing. This is coming from me, right? I, it's like I, I, I've said, I'm very vocal about it. I'm a pacifist when it comes to this kind of thing. But you understand, I'm not shocked by it, nor am I frightened of it. Because I'm an adult. And we wring our hands and clutch our pearls over somebody just getting a slap in the face. I got to tell you, when I was a kid, that, that was a standard punishment if you got out of line. But we're not upset about a nation, the United States, sending weapons of destruction over to Ukraine for people to kill each other by the tens of thousands. We're not upset about threatening another nation to bomb them into oblivion if they don't do what we say. We're not upset about people dying on the freeway every day. We're not upset about homeless people living underneath an underpass and dying from drugs and overdoses. How many people die from fentanyl overdoses? How many people die from illegal aliens murdering people here in the United States? How many people die just crossing the desert? to get into the United States. Nobody, nobody does it. Nobody thinks twice about it. But we're all upset because Will Smith took his anger and an off-color joke out on Chris Rock's chin. It's a big deal. It's not, it's not even like he, he punched him. He just slapped him. And, and as I t explained yesterday, it wasn't that big a slap. It was more of the, about an expression of anger more than anything else. We don't talk about the ridiculous amount of violence in our streets. We don't talk about how many people are being killed in Chicago or New Orleans or Detroit every weekend. We, we spend a, a few days talking about a guy getting slapped in the face, but we sweep under the rug people getting shoved in front of the subways in New York. Or the massive amounts of violence in other countries. We're all upset about a slap in the face. This reminds me of the incident with General George Patton. Patton was abhorrent of cowardice in combat. And uh, there was a soldier in a, in a medical tent who was like shell shock it was shell shock is what they used to call it but battle fatigue is what they eventually call it now it's called ptsd we're not upset about the veterans blowing their head off of ptsd but i remember the story of general Patton, who lost much of his credibility simply because he slapped a soldier for crying about having to go to warfare it was not a big deal but everyone acted like it was so big such a big deal every they were horrified that a general would slap a soldier Political cartoons of the time were horrifying. It was depicted in the movie Patton. It was written about it in uh, Omar Bradley's book about the war. Can we just stop with it? Can we? Can, 
I mean, it's, does everything have to be reduced to feelings and getting upset about little things and not being upset about the things that are big that we can change? We're not upset about teachers teaching our children to hate our own history and our own constitution. We're not upset about the racial divide that's going on in this country and that's being encouraged by politicians from both sides for political purposes. We're not upset about all these things which do far more damage and are far more relevant to your life than a guy who two actors, two self-important actors who, had, who took a, a, a swat at each other. And what a black eye it is for the Academy. The Academy Awards have been trying, right, to, to make get away from that accusation of Oscars so white. There were all these black nominees and black and people up front. It was the first time I had seen an Oscars like that. And it results in what? An incident that everyone's talking about, about two black men hitting each other. It's like, really? Are we going to go down these roads? Are, are we going to man up and become adults ever in this society? There were a few people who said, oh, well, I agree with Will Smith. There were a few people that said, well, it's, you know, Chris Rock, as Jim Carrey was talking, he's talking about Chris Rock should have sued and they should have locked Will Smith up for what? For a slap in the face? Is that, is that really the society that we want to build where everybody's locking each other up and suing each other? That's why I tried to get to it, to the bottom of it yesterday. I said, if you're clutching your pearls and if you're worried about this, you're the problem. Not Will Smith. Will Smith's not a threat to anybody. He isn't, he isn't even a threat to Chris Rock, if you think about it, if you, if you put it in context. And people's feelings, they let, they let their feelings get run away with it. And, I, and I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it was okay. I'm just saying, look, it's no big deal. It's certainly not to the two parties involved. Three, if you count Jada. They got over it. I'm, they're not friends, they're not buddies, they just apologize to each other. Why, why do we still talk? But why, why do we feel the need for reconciliation or punishment? Why does society have to have an insistence that we need to talk about things until they're dead? Maybe it's just ratings in the news. Maybe it's the mass media ginning it up. I don't know. But everybody was talking about it in interviews. Everyone was having guests on to talk about it. Twitter was still a fire on it today. I looked in on it. I, I, I just don't go on Twitter for that reason. It's just a, a mass of leftist pedophiles arguing with each other about who could be more left-wing. And, you know, some comedians were saying, well, now I'm, I'm a comedian. Am I going to be afraid to take a joke that somebody might take it out of me? You know, they always could, pal. I remember back in the day, that was kind of expected. If you mouthed off to somebody, they had a right to punch you in the face. And then that was the end of it. And it, somewhere along the line, we got the government involved in law enforcement, and lawsuits. I mean, today, it, it's, it, it's viewed much differently than it was when I was a kid. I remember as kids, we were always getting in fights. I, not anymore. And now bullies run rampant in our schools. It didn't solve anything, did it? All these rules about who can fight when and who do we punish if, if a kid fights back, why do, you, why do you punish him? I remember Father Foley in my school. 
used to say, okay, you guys want to fight? We'll put on the gloves and you can fight. And he would put gloves, boxing gloves, on the two kids. And the two kids would go at it and beat each other senseless. And then one at the end, he goes, you feel better about it? And neither one of the kids was really feeling better about it and were eventually friends. That's what happens. But you make a big rigmarole out of it. You make a big federal project. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Speaking of which, about making a big thing out of nothing, let's talk about Clarence Thomas a little bit. Because AOC and a number of congressmen have now demanded his resignation. Again, making mountains out of molehills. We'll be right back after this brief break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So everybody's up in arms. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. The left wing is up in arms about Clarence Thomas. They've been up in arms with him since Anita Hill, frankly. They don't like him. You know why? Because he's a strict originalist constitutional judge and he's black and they can't deal with that. It upsets them. It goes against their argument that if you're a black man, you have to be a Democrat. What did Joe Biden say? If you're, you're not, if you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Hillary Clinton panders to it, too. I walk around with a hot sauce in my purse. That's how black I am. Hillary, Bill Clinton, they said, was the first black president. So when Clarence Thomas comes along and talks about conservative principles and the law as being the law and the Constitution being as written, it upsets everybody. Thomas himself in his book basically accused what was going on in that Senate Judiciary Committee hearing and his committee hearing as a lynching, a modern-day lynching. They were upset that there was going to be a black Republican on the Supreme Court and was going to help shape this nation's policy. That hasn't changed since then. I got news for you. In fact, it was Joe Biden himself which sat on that Judiciary Committee and conducted himself in that way, in that political lynching, as Thomas calls it. 
So this is nothing new. Apparently, Clarence Thomas' wife, who does not sit on the Supreme Court and does not have any say on the Supreme Court, sent some texts out to support what Donald Trump was saying about the election being stolen. This is prior to January 6th. And they say that Thomas is responsible for it and that he's been compromised as a Supreme Court justice. How? The Supreme Court makes determination of constitutional law based on what? Whether the truth in the case is, does it adhere to the Constitution or it doesn't? It has nothing to do with personal opinion or judgment. It has everything to do with what does the law say. That's why many times liberal court justices side with conservative ones and conservative ones side with liberal ones. It happens quite a few often. As a matter of fact, in the last couple of years, it's been happening more often because there's very little that you can interpret differently in the Constitution now as to, we've had 240 years of established law and established court cases. Many times, and this is what's amazing to me, many times I've talked about constitutional cases and the Supreme Court, and they go, well, what do you know? You're not a Supreme Court. You're not even a lawyer. You're not, you don't have any experience in the, I said, I got I can read the constitution and the established law that we've been living with for 204 hasn't changed much. So it's very easy to come to a decision. You don't have to be a constitutional expert to come to a reasonable decision about a court case. And my track record is virtually at a hundred percent of how the Supreme Court will vote. Virtually. I thought Obamacare would be shot down. Even Scalia said Obamacare will be shot down and was shocked at, at Robert's oddball interpretation of it. Be that as it may, they know that Biden probably won't last, probably won't get reelected, and they will probably lose the Senate in the fall. So they know they're not going to get another Supreme Court nominee on this court. Most likely the next Supreme Court nominee will be when another Supreme Court retires in maybe five or six years when the next president and certainly when, the, when there's a Republican Senate. And so they are worried that the court will go even further. It currently is six to three in favor of conservatives, arguably, arguably. Roberts has not been reliably conservative. It's not a supermajority. It's not how the court works. And so they're looking for an opportunity to pack the court. They've been looking for an opportunity to pack the court since the Kavanaugh hearings. They've been making arguments in front of Congress that they need to change the character of the court, that they need to put in term limits. They need to put in more additional court. They've come ever at this every different way. They've even commissioned this federal study, which came back with the same answers that everyone else knows. No reason to change it. Works fine. So they're starting to go after somebody like Clarence Thomas, and they're looking for things to hang thing on him. It's the same thing as they did with the Anita Healy. It's the same thing as a, a lynching, which interestingly enough, they passed a new law today. No lynching. Uh, apparently, that was legal here in America. I, news to me. Not that anyone's been lynched in the last hundred years, but they feel they accomplished something with a no lynching law. Like, who's going to vote against that, right? So there's these texts that go out. 
to congressmen supporting Donald Trump, saying you need to do something about this election. Well, that's a normal action reaction. I believed at the time, the day after I woke up, I thought Donald Trump had won too. And then I wake up and find out they're declaring the Biden the winner. And I'm like, how did that happen? Unless some sort of malfeasance went on. It would have been normal for someone to text somebody and say, hey, you need to do something. You need to look at the facts. You need to look at this court case. The Supreme Court never even heard it. They refused to hear it. AOC's up on the bandwagon saying Clarence Thomas is a threat to democracy and needs to resign, needs to be impeached, needs to step down, really. She said that about the January 6th rioters. Oh, those people are a threat. Donald Trump needs to be impeached. Donald Trump needs to be removed. But nobody ever talks about AOC. And if you're asking me, what do you mean, Tom? AOC took over that office, Nancy Pelosi's office, while the court, while the, the Congress was in session. And everyone says, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Do you remember the remember the Green Movement? They took over Pelosi's office. They marched into the Capitol building. They sat down in Pelosi's office in her chair. The same as those January 6th riots. Nobody made a big deal about it. They said, oh, it's freedom of speech. It's political protest. AOC herself went into Pelosi's office and stood on a platform and, and talked to the, the protesters. How come nobody's asking her to resign? Or the others that supported that movement and that riot. That was a riot too. The only difference was that at that time, the Capitol Police did not stop the people coming into the building the way they did on January 6th. On January 6th, people were admitted in, into at the lower levels, but on the upper levels, the Capitol Police decided to put up barricades in a public building. And the crowd pushed past those guards and attacked those guards and went into those upper levels. But when the Green Movement did it, they just didn't stop them. That's the only difference. They did exactly the same thing. They walked through the hallways. They didn't damage anything. They sat down in offices and they had a political protest meeting. It's the same thing. January 6th was the same thing that the Green Movement. Nobody got upset at the Occupy Wall Street movement. Nobody's gotten upset with the Antifa. Oh, the right wing has. But nobody in government gets upset with the Antifa riots. Nobody got upset with the BLM riots. So why is Clarence Thomas saying that? Oh, because we got to get rid of him. Because we've got to get another liberal on that court. Otherwise, we're looking at another seven, uh, six to three decision coming down the road with abortion and other things. Because they figure they can swing maybe one or two through public protests. I always wondered about that. Why do people have protests on the steps of the Supreme Court building. I mean, think about that. What are you accomplishing? The Supreme Court does not make decisions based on popular opinion. Your opinion doesn't count. You're not going to sway them or change their mind. They're, they're going by the law, just as any lawyer or judge would or should. And yet they do it. They have protest meetings. They have stand on the steps with signs, yelling and screaming. Both sides, both sides, mind you. I, I don't pull my punches here. Just because somebody has the right-wing view. AOC is wrong. So are the seven congressmen that agree with him. That need Clarence Thomas. He says, no, he doesn't. As a matter of fact, that even speaks well of his integrity. He's never mentioned it outside. He's never talked about January 6th. In fact, the court 
ruled that it's not even going to hear the case. So why are you upset about Clarence Thomas? Because because he's black, because he's Republican, and because they feel that he's old and they want to get rid of him. That's the only reason. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them tell you, oh, it's because these text, those text messages don't mean anything. Just because a Supreme Court's wife sends a text message of support does not mean the court is compromised. A Supreme Court wife has freedom of speech just like anyone else, can make friends in Congress just like anyone else. You're telling me that congressmen don't have friends with lobbyists? You're telling me that wives and lovers and, and boyfriends and girlfriends of, of congressmen aren't? What about the congressman who was dating Swalwell, a Chinese spy? And I would think that that's a hell of a lot more compromised than Clarence Thomas's wife sending a text message. Do they actually believe that because of his wife's support, Clarence Thomas will make a decision based on that? Or that congressmen will be encouraged to break the law because Clarence Thomas's wife said to? Which she didn't do, by the way. And what for then, while we're on the subject, what's so terrible about a, a investigating potential malfeasance in election? You have every right to question an election. You are an American citizen. You have a right to protest. You have a right to freedom of speech. You have every right to question the outcome of an election when it doesn't make sense to you. That's a freedom that is reserved for every American citizen. If you're a Democrat, you believe illegal aliens have that right. So what's the problem here? What they're trying to do is censor, silence, shut down, obfuscate, and inveigle the law to make you think up is down, black is white, and that their way is right no matter what because they're the ones in charge. And they want even more power. They have control of the White House. They have control of the Senate. They have control of the House. And they want more. They also want the judiciary. In fact, they want a supermajority. They even want to get rid of the filibuster to have even more power. God help America if these people ever get that power. You've seen what they're capable of doing already. It's the typical argument from the left. Let's shut them down. Let's censor them. Let's ban them from speaking their mind. And then they have the audacity to talk about democracy in the same breath. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ukraine. Not much is going on there, and there's a reason for it. The war is over. I told you this. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last week, I told you the Ukrainian war is over. I got so many emails. What are you talking about, Tom? Troops are in the field. They're blowing their buildings. What do you know? War's over. Surrounded the city, started blowing up the cities. War's over, folks. The Russians won. It's just a matter of cleaning it up now. And that's exactly what they're doing. Russia, they say, there's a shift in Ukraine. They're regrouping. They're moving their troops. What they're doing is they're moving their forces, their armor, their infantry, the personnel carriers into the regions that obviously there has been some sort of agreement up in Belarus about what we're going to do now that the war is over. They just haven't announced it to the world. They haven't worked out all the details about like where exactly the borders will be drawn, who will be left in charge, whether a referendum will be placed on a ballot, who will run that referendum. It's a very complex agreement when they come to one. It's going to have a lot of legal details. It's going to take some time to pull out. But they all agreed at the table. They all sat down and go, okay, you've agreed to basically surrender the nation to the Russians. So we'll pull our troops back because there's no sense doing any trial. Is there still stuff going on? Sure. Troops are going to individual troops and colonels are going to and generals as I, in Russia are going to take out their frustrations at, at how slow everything came. But it really didn't. What are we at? Day 34. And I told you it took 39 days to take Poland, which was a totally one sided war. Everyone said, oh, my God, Nazi Germany overran Poland in 39 days. Record war. How come it's not when, when the Russians took even more land in less time, they're saying Russians are, are losing the war and Ukraine's win? Because they want to sell you some. The question is now, who did what to where? That's really what it is. They're now going to sift through everything that's happened. Who's responsible for blowing this up? Who's responsible for walking through the Red Forest and kicking up all that radiation dust? What colonel is responsible? What general is responsible? Who could have done a better job? Who didn't do a better job? And that's frustrating the people that want this war to happen, who wanted this to develop into World War III. And that's why that attack on those negotiators, and I would suspect will happen again, happened. Because the people that wanted this war were mad that it's been settled. Don't let anyone tell you that the Ukraine will win. It's over. That's why Zelensky's been, been what? Screaming about, we need more weapons and we need this. Because the deal's now, the die is cast. The checks have been cut. As soon as the American monies arrived in Ukraine, everybody stopped fighting. 
I mean, it's like you got to be friggin' blind not to see this. And I told you Zelensky's going to sell everybody out. As soon as the money comes in, they're going to agree to something. And you can bet. I don't care what he's saying in public. I don't care how many green t-shirt videos he makes in some Mickey Mouse location that you don't know where it is. I don't care any about that. I know what's really going on behind the scenes because I know human nature and I know American history as well as world history and military history. In a situation like that, you give up. Otherwise, your country gets annihilated and you're not doing a service to anyone. And I told you he's going to have to sell everybody out. And the question is, is what will, what will he get from the agreement? He could make an agreement and not sell out Ukraine, but he's already sold out. The checks came. He got what he wanted. Where do you think that money is? Nobody's accounting for it. All the billions that we're sending there, nobody's accounting for it. That tells me something. Otherwise, there would be a strict accounting. Well, we've got $50,000 for this. And, uh, there's no accounting, which means some of it made into people's pockets, just like it did in Afghanistan. There was no accounting over there. And guess what happened in Afghanistan? They took the money and ran. They sold the people out. The Afghan people are now enslaved to the Taliban, and just as the Ukrainian people are going to be enslaved to the Russians. And you all think you did a good thing with your blue and yellow flags on your Facebook photos. You didn't do a damn bit of good. All you did was encourage and think it was wonderful that we were sending aid. And all you did was pay everybody off so they'll go home, which I'm not opposed to. If I want to, I mean, it's better than the option. It's better than the alternative. Everyone throwing nukes and chemical weapons around with reckless abandon in World War III because that was going to happen. I, and I know at some point World War III will happen. It's, it's the pattern of human history. That's why when those scientists in, at, at Los Alamos came up with the atomic bomb and said this will end wars, it, I, I thought, you know, it's the kind of thing where you go, well, no, it doesn't. It just makes it worse, just like every weapons platform did. Every weapons platform just kills more people. and in more. But it always ends up the same, doesn't it? A whole bunch of cities get destroyed. A whole bunch of things are shuffled around in political power. And life goes on. And that's what will happen, too, in World War III. We're not foolish enough to exterminate the entire world. I don't think we are. But we'll, but we'll happily and foolishly kill a couple hundred million in the next one. That I have no doubt. Just the way every war is ramped up the casualty rate, a war in Ukraine, which if it were to uh, evolve into a World War III situation, they'd have killed a couple hundred million people and then everybody would have gone home. Same thing. Rebuild society. Another dark ages, maybe like when Rome fell. Who knows? Doesn't really matter the flavor. But really, it's all boiling down to who did what to who and where. They're trying to figure out who are we going to blame in all this? Because there always has to be a scapegoat, doesn't there? They can't all just go home. They're going to blame, point fingers. Putin's got to go. That's what Biden did, foolishly. Then he held up some notes and people said, oh, he's exposing American secrets. Oh, really? If you've got to have American secrets on a piece of paper for you to read, you shouldn't be president, which we're going to talk about next. Who did what to what? Tanks are rolling back. Troops are rolling back. Blowing up things in the countryside and on the way back. They're taking their troops from around Kiev. No reason to have them around Kiev now. There isn't. Why would you have troops around Kiev? You've already made an agreement, right? That's the only reason why you would pull them back. You wouldn't pull them back if you were still trying to win the war, would you? 
And I know what's going to happen. Zelensky, after this is all out and what, when, when all is figured out about where the borders are going to be drawn and what way the elections are going to be held, Zelensky's going to say, we won, we drove the Russians out. And, and in a, a pity, people will clap their hands like seals. Oh, Zelensky's here. Another Winston Churchill, he won. No, he didn't. He got a check. He signed a piece of paper and he surrendered. And those Donbass regions, they'll sell to the American people and they'll sell to the world saying, well, these were Russian speaking. And, and truthfully, that should have been done back in 1991 when Bill Clinton and Henry Kissinger were carving up the, the Ukrainian countryside. Even they admit they screwed up. So chalk another screw up to the Clinton family, right? Well, how many is that now? We've got Benghazi. We've got Ukraine. We've got Syria. We've got, uh, let's see, Somalia, Bosnia. That was another good one. How, how many uh, deaths are those people responsible? If you want to, you really want to study who did what to where. We should take a look at what the Clintons did over time. Haiti. There's another one. That was a hoot, wasn't it? So Russia really isn't shifting anything in Ukraine. What they're doing is they're reestablishing what? The borders. And they'll go back to Russia. And then he'll, Putin will have to answer for whatever he did to the Russian economy by doing this. And the Russian people will hold him accountable or he'll be able to sell it to the oligarchs again, once again. Or maybe he'll step down and some other hardliner will come up. If you think that a, a new Russia will emerge from this, you're out of your mind. It's just, it's sad and it's pathetic. And the, and the real loser in all this is the mass media once again, which constantly were putting out false videos, fake narratives, poor analysis. Where, where are the generals now? Kellogg and some of these other generals. Where are they now? What, what's their expertise say now? Because these were the people that were telling us all these things were going to happen and they never did, did they? They were telling us, oh, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And they never did. And I told you it wasn't going to happen because I saw all those trucks and all those armored personnel carriers on the road to Kiev and they didn't go in. Well, why not? Well, they said, oh, they were holding them back on the bridge. Really? A convoy like that with enough firepower to take down the whole country? They weren't holding anything off. The Russians were sitting there barking there and just threatening the city. And where did they do the destruction? In all the cities in, in the in the east and the reason for it, they were destroying all of the european european changes to the russian countryside that's what they were blowing up cultural centers religious centers anything that was what they viewed as the quote-unquote nazification or essentially the europeanizing of ukraine they were going to destroy because they are their land they're going to run everybody out everybody that doesn't want to be there get the hell out that's who all those refugees are And who knows what might happen? Maybe somebody somewhere will screw up the, the negotiating. Maybe someone will do something foolish and they'll tear the paper up and the Russian troops will start moving again. That's entirely possible too. But don't let anyone tell you other than Russia won the war and they won it in a month. Just like we all said it was going to happen. And I told you it was going to happen. And I told you they were going to sign an agreement because they don't really have a choice. They can't possibly hold up against the Russian Empire. The only thing I'm glad about it is that it didn't develop into World War III because you weren't really that stupid. 
arming those people, sending weapons to people who haven't got along for thousands of years. That's that, By the way, the foot is yet to fall on that one. There are a whole bunch of weapons out there in hands that shouldn't be out there. Stinger missiles, javelin anti-tank weapons, not to mention guns, ammunition. That's going to fall into the hands of people that shouldn't have it, just the way it did in Syria. And it's going to be used against European and American citizens in terrorist attacks from now until the end of time. You can count on it. Not to mention funding. How much money is going to be used against us out of that billions of dollars that we sent? I don't know. Who knows? They're going to, and, and the sad part is, too, the Ukrainian people are going to blame us. That's who's going to be pulling the trigger. Let's talk about another situation, the 25th Amendment and Joe Biden. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm sorry if I sound kind of cynical today. I really do. I, it's not, but it, it's just, you know, what, what's the old joke about conspiracy theorists? What's the difference between a conspiracy theorist and the truth? Six weeks. 25th Amendment. I can tell you Joe Biden is senile, got dementia, seriously mentally compromised, should not be in office. I don't think we should use the 25th Amendment. Tucker Carlson was on the other night talking about it. It's a classic moment. Guys, competent, should be removed from office. No. No. 25th Amendment shouldn't exist. No one has the right to remove a president of the United States except the American people, and they do it through the House of Representatives. We have a process for it. It's called the impeachment. Oh, you can't get anything through. Well, then you can't. There are people that think Joe Biden has been a good president. That's the way it works in our country, or it did up until the 25th Amendment. 
The 25th Amendment allows the cabinet to make that decision for the American people. Bullshit. I said this about Trump, and I'll say it about Biden. I'm telling you, Biden is incompetent, does not belong in the office, but that is the role for Congress in an impeachment or the American people at the ballot box to make a decision. Or if he should happen to predecease his term of office, then Harris takes over. It is not for the cabinet to decide. I do not want a ruling council here in America. And that is what you effectively do if you invoke the 25th Amendment in this way. Even the writers of the 25th Amendment, the authors, who were still alive up until a few years ago, said in articles when they were talking about it with Trump, we never intended the 25th Amendment to use against a president who wasn't a good president, which is essentially what you're arguing for when you want to remove Biden by using the 25th Amendment. No, we intended the, the 25th Amendment for the unique case where a president is shot or laid up in a coma. But the, the, the Constitution already allows for that. It's called the process and order of progression. When the president is not able to fulfill his duties, right in the Constitution says the vice president takes over. That's what it says. Doesn't mean it has to be only death. It could be a coma. It could be any other reason. The vice president takes over. We don't need a 25th Amendment. It should be repealed. Because then you're empowering people like General Milley to run the country. Any people who are members of the cabinet. Bureaucrats and Quasimodos, people who can't even deliver your package on time. You want those people in charge? I guess people like Tucker Carlson don't think it out. I guess they do. I mean, I, I, I agree with him on a lot of things. But on this one, he's dead wrong. That amendment should be appealed. That and along with the 17th Amendment should be repealed. Listen, if we get a super majority in Congress, we should start changing our Constitution in this way. We should repeal the 17th and we should repeal the 25th Amendment. Both need to go. Both obfuscate what's really going on with the Constitution, the order of progression. We have a president, we have a vice president, we have a speaker. I think the next one is the Secretary of State. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to it. That's how it works. Even the framers had to redo it in the beginning. In 1776, excuse me, 1787 with the drafting of the Constitution, they originally had the vice president being the, the second runner-up, and then they found out with the Adams presidency that really doesn't work all that well because what you essentially get is a divided government, so they reworked it. They changed that first paragraph in the Constitution so that we have vice president and president elected at the same time. It didn't take them long to figure out that mistake. And I'm not saying we shouldn't amend the Constitution when necessary. But we shouldn't do it on whims, which is what the 25th Amendment is. It's a whim. Well, what about Kennedy? Well, what about him? It was a unique situation. In 240 years of Constitution, we have only had one situation that would have been like that. It was John F. Kennedy, and even that wasn't. Even that didn't happen. He was dead. It's never been used, never been invoked. It's only discussed. And it's always discussed about people who... We don't want his president. That's really what the, the bottom line is. Joe Biden is incompetent as president. Holding up the notes, exposing America's secret. What kind of secrets are in that? Come on. Getting mad at Donald Trump because he sent out some mean tweets. Oh, that guy needs to be removed. He's not competent because he's not doing it the way he's supposed to be doing it. Sound like They sound like three-year-olds. You didn't do it the way you're supposed to do it. I used to get that from my teachers in grade school. They'd give you math problems. Remember how you used to be told, 
you need to work it out on the paper. That used to infuriate me. They would give you a problem, a stupid easy problem, like what is six times seven? Or 26 times 10? And they go, show your work in the other column. I go, I don't need to show my work. I know what 26 times 10 is, 260. I'll go, no fucking work? What are you talking about? And I used to get downgraded for it. My parents will tell you that. I used to get downgraded. You didn't show your work. You don't get it. That's not a correct answer. What do you mean it's not a correct answer? The answer is, what do you, and they, they used to get mad too. It was one of the few times that my parents sided with me on schoolwork and on grades. We don't need the 25th Amendment. Look, if the president is incompetent, he has to be clearly incompetent. And then in which case, I think even politics would be precluded. And Joe Biden's incompetence is not really clear. To me, it is. But that doesn't mean it's clear to the American people. He's able to stand up at the podium. He's able to talk. He's able to conduct con- discussions. He's fumbling around <laughs> and pooping his pants. But that qualifies as competent. And I got news for you. When you discuss these things, if you talk with people, they would tell you if he's able to do these basic things and function in life, he's competent. If he can perform his you know, daily living routines like brushing his teeth and, and feeding himself, he's competent. That's how the competency works. And it's not the role or the place of the cabinet of all people to make that decision. Do you really want Secretary Blinken, Vice President Harris, and some of these other Quasimodo yahoos that are in government who don't even belong there, that are drunks, pedophiles, and alcoholics, deciding who's fit for the presidency and who isn't? How did that amendment even get passed? Do you think about it? The vice president is a member of the cabinet. How would they have a say in who's the president? How does that even make sense? No, we have a republic. We have representatives who speak for us in the House. And they are supposed to gather together and go, uh, this president is not competent, let's impeach him. And the, the impeachment has not been used for that reason, but it could. There's nothing that precludes an impeachment process for a guy who's completely bananas. You know, a guy just starts saying, oh, turn on all the nuclear weapons, blow up the world. Well, we're going to stop you, which would happen. It happened in Trump's case. That everyone was worried about it. And General Milley said to, the, to, to Nancy Pelosi, because Nancy Pelosi went down that stupid path and goes, oh, we got to take it away. But no, no, he, he doesn't make that decision by himself, that kind of a decision by himself. We would stop him just like they would stop Putin. I would hope, I would think. So there's no reason for the 25th Amendment, none at all. The only process to remove a president should be impeachment. If he's that bad, if he's laying in a bed with a coma, you can use the impeachment process for that. There's no reason why you can't. There's, there, there's nothing in the Constitution that says an impeachment has to be for malfeasance in office, convicted of crimes and misdemeanors. That's it. You can use it for whatever purpose you want. We saw them use it for whatever purpose they want with Donald Trump. And then the Senate had a trial. The House making the impeachment doesn't remove a president. The House makes the impeachment and the Senate says, you're right. The guy's laying in a coma in bed with a balloon on his head. Let's remove him from office. You can do that. There's nothing. No one would disagree with that. Well, someone might take it to the Supreme Court and say, no, you got to wait. Well, then fine. The vice president takes over in the meantime. So how terrible is that? That's what you're going to get anyway. 
with the 25th Amendment, you're going to get President Harris. Do you think President Harris is any more capable of running this country than Joe Biden? I certainly don't. She can't even get through a sentence without having trouble. Which suggests to me that maybe she was selected too for that position. Because she was incompetent. Because she wouldn't stand in their way. Whoever's actually running the country. You don't think an incompetent president is capable of running America, do you? Do you? I certainly know he doesn't. There's people that are around and making those decisions. Progressives, people like Blinken, other people. The cabinet is probably already running things, for all you know. That's why you never... They just use Biden as the prop. He's going to take all the heat for all their dumb decisions, which they know are dumb, which they know the American people will get upset about, like the $7 an hour gallon, gallon gas. He's just the prop. It's what I told you about that even before he was running, uh, when he was running for office. I said he ain't going to be running the country. Obama and some of the progressives uh, the, uh, will be running it. And they'll just be telling, sign here. You don't think that as President of the United States, President Biden, on the first day in office, was capable of coming up with 14 executive orders and he signs them all without question? They actually stacked them up on his desk and handed them the pen. You don't think a competent president would allow that, do you? Do you? If you do, then you deserve Joe Biden. That's all I can say. I've said this many times before. You like what he's doing. You think he's doing a good job. You think uh, uh, he's competent. You deserve whatever's coming to you. You deserve the $7 a gallon gas. You deserve World War III. You deserve what happened in Afghanistan. You deserve the inflation in your economy, which took away a month of your income this year. You deserve it. So Tucker's wrong. Just because you don't like Biden, just because he's, you think that he's incompetent or something, that doesn't mean we should do it. Let's move on. I want to talk about one little thing, about this fascination for choosing people that look like America. We'll be right back. I remember when Joe Biden said he was going to pick his cabinet. I was going to be an all-female cabinet. And I was going to have a cabinet that looked more like America. That's what they say about the Supreme Court, Joe. We need a Supreme Court that looks more like America. How's that working out for you? Considering how the Biden administration, how the performance of this presidency has been in the last 18 months. How's it working out? Not so good, is it? Look, I'm sure they're good people. Nice people. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, okay? I'm not... <laughs> let's not throw rocks, you know, at people unless you're sure. There's plenty of, there's plenty of people I can tell you that aren't good people. But let me think about this a second. Just think. They chose people based on what? Gender, sex, color, whatever. They didn't choose them by based on merit. Now, it's quite possible that you could take all the list of all the people that are deserving of a position or a qualified position and then say out of all of these people, we have a white male, we have a, a Hispanic male, but we also have a black woman. That's okay. If they're all about the same, well, let's choose a black woman. That's okay, but that's not what was done. 
we're not going to look at the white male. We're going to dismiss them automatically because women have been dismissed before, because black people have been dismissed before. We're not going to do that now. We're going to only pick someone based on their skin color and based only on their gender. It's not working out so well, does it? As a matter of fact, if it was any other context, it would be against the law. Civil Rights Act is very clear and very explicit about it. Gender, sex, race, color, creed, sexual preference. You can't, you cannot judge a person valid for a job based on those things. So my question is, why does it even exist on the, on the application? I mean, gender, I guess, is pretty hard to get around, right? Because if somebody comes in named Lois, well, maybe not today. You figure out that they're a woman. But what about skin color? What about race? What about religion? Those are all on applications. I see them all the time. They shouldn't be. It's not relevant. We have laws to protect that. We seem to ignore the laws whenever we want to do things, though, that makes us feel good like get a Supreme Court justice on or member of the cabinet or even in football. There's a rule in football called the Rooney Rule. If there aren't enough black coaches on your squad, you're forced to hire one based on an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatnot. Because blacks have been excluded from coaching positions in the past, we're going to make, I felt it, it's always felt that it's a violation of the Civil Rights Act. They get around it because they say the NFL is a private ownership club. I say that's nonsense. The Civil Rights Act should apply. Team owners should be allowed to hire whoever and whenever, wherever, for whatever price they want. That's my attitude. Private industry. I know that's like archaic. I know that's like a dinosaur. I'm sorry if I offend all you blue hair chicks rubbing your cats out there, but that's the way I see it. Now they want to institute the Rooney Rule for women. In other words, if you've got to hire a coach, the next offensive coordinator has to be a woman. Why? Not to mention the fact women do not play professional football. Well, they play football. They may know a lot about the sport. I'm not going to say that they won't. But if you've never played the sport, you don't have a right to be a coach in my mind. You just don't. It's different. Playing a sport and knowing how to play a sport is two different things. Being able to train men and do a job that you've never done is a bad idea. Look at how it worked out for the FBI. The FBI director had never been an FBI agent. Did you know that? Comey was never an FBI agent. Current, uh, never an FBI agent. That's not a good idea. He's directing and organizing a department that he's never run. Same thing with women coaches in football. I'm not saying that you should automatically discount them, mind you. If the owner of a team, let's say the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, wants to hire a female as his assistant or head coach or whatever he wants, he can do so. But to force him to do so because of some agenda which says that aren't enough women in, women in football is a bunch of bullshit. It's nonsense. It's utter bunk. It should be up to the individual owner to make that decision. No one's discriminating against women. Women don't play the game. 
and you would have to make a case in court that he discriminated against you because of your gender or your sex. That's the way it should be, or your color. If you apply for a job and you interview a black man for your head coach job and you say, well, I'm going to go with the white guy, well, you've got to prove in a courtroom that he didn't hire you because you were black. And you could say, I was perfectly qualified. I have a good record. I worked over here. I worked over there. I want a head coach job. I interview. Why does he have to do that for women, though? Because we got an agenda. Mark my words. The reason they're making all these rule changes in NFL football, you can't hit a guy in the head. You can't hit a guy above the shoulders. We got to protect the quarterback. They're getting hurt. You know what those rules are? Those are called women rules. It's women rules. Women sitting around arguing about how it's unfair that they can't play the sport. And they want to ruin it for men. And what they want to do is get female players. And everyone says, well, that's ridiculous. A woman can't play in NFL football. A linebacker, these guys are getting hit so hard, they're breaking collarbones and stuff. You put a woman in there, she'll get killed. Yeah, but if you change the rules so that you can't legally hit them in a certain way, then it's capable. And you'll start seeing them as kickers and quarterbacks pretty soon, within my lifetime, I would imagine. That's the agenda. That's what's going on, folks. That's why they're making all these changes in rules and coaches. Because the next argument would be, well, she can coach kicking. Why can't she play kicking? Well, there aren't enough coaches. Well, we need to get some more. We need to have players. That's how it'll go. And then some woman will play the sport and she'll get mauled. And then what will they say? We need to change the rules again. These kickers are getting turned too fast. Did putting, lowering our standards for positions like police officer, fireman, did that save lives? Or is that the reason why so many cops are so more bad, that we've lowered the standards so much and that we've opened the, the recruiting of police and fire to such a point where we're now getting so many bad people in the job? I, it's, a, it's a good debate. And I'm not going to say one way or the other, but it's, some, it's a subject somebody should study. Have reducing the standards of anything. The qualifications is what I'm talking about. Has reducing the qualifications of any enterprise, has it ever improved the end result? And I, and I mean quantifiably improved. Not improved because, well, now there's more black people or more women in the sport or whatever. No, no, no. I, has the, have it actually improved? In the case of policemen, have there been more arrests? Have there been more fires put out? Have there been more people rescued? I would like to know. But, you know, nobody's going to do that study. Nobody's going to fund that. Nobody really wants to hear the truth. I had this discussion with somebody on LinkedIn, I think. Nobody wants to hear the truth. If you think that they want to hear the truth, think about the person they last told who did nothing but tell the truth. They crucified that guy. They don't want to hear the truth. They say they want to hear the truth. They just don't want to hear the truth. Everyone wants to do what? Censor it. Shut it down. We don't want to hear that. That's not what the guy in the lab coat says. That's not what guy in the clipboard is. Well, why don't we discuss it? Well, we're not even going to discuss it. That's misinformation. That's Russian misinformation. That's, that's uh, right-wing misinformation. That's this misinformation. They keep kind of using that word, misinformation. No, information is information, and you decide whether or not you're going to trust it or not. We're out of time. Again. By the way, the Rooney rules name because of the commissioner Rooney was the one who instituted it for black coaches. I don't know if it was necessary or not. I don't know enough about the coaching and, and discrimination in the sport. But I do know 
from an ethical and legal point of view, it's wrong to make preferences of people because of their skin color or now because of their gender. And that's my point. We'll be back tomorrow. Just a reminder, if you'd like to have the radio show emailed to your inbox, $2. You'll get included the Friday show, which is not available to the public. If you donate $8 or more, you'll get five days of video shows, five video shows mailed directly to your inbox. By the way, if you do the $8, you get both the audio and the video. If you do just the two, you just get the audio. We're out of time for today, though. Take care, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.